Okay, so here we are, the seventh Sunday of Ordinary Time. This is the last Sunday of Ordinary Time that we'll have for a while because uh, hopefully you're aware of this, but Ash Wednesday is this Wednesday. Lent starts this week, okay? So uh, we're, we're still in the readings for Ordinary Time, but this is the last time you'll see us wear green for a while. We'll have the 40 days of Lent, and then we'll have 50 days of Easter after that. So we've got big seasons of grace coming up. But in this gospel, Jesus is continuing on with the Sermon on the Mount. So last week, Jesus started um, by saying, I came not to abolish the law, but to fulfill it. And Jesus is doing more of that in this gospel. He's saying, you've heard that it was said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for, for a tooth. But I'm telling you, turn your cheek, turn the other cheek when someone strikes you. You've heard that it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. I'm saying to you, Love even your enemies. And this is a difficult concept, but one thing, it's a, a unique mark of Christianity, I would say, that we're commanded by Jesus Christ, by God himself, to love even our enemies. That's a beautiful thing about being a Christian, even if it's not very easy. And so we'll get back to that, but let's start with Lent for a second. So we've got Ash Wednesday coming up. And we think to ourselves, okay, I've got a couple days here to figure out what I'm going to do for Lent this year. And you start thinking to yourself, man, what did I do last year? What did I give up last year, right? Uh, maybe I gave up sweets or, or candy or, or chocolate or something like that. How did that go? Well, it was okay. What should I do this year? Uh, well, I guess I'll just do sweets again this year. Sound familiar to anybody? All right. Um, and that's good. You know, I'm not... I'm not saying that's a bad thing. It's a good sacrifice to give up sweets or something like that. But I think we should take a little more time to try and understand what it is that fasting actually does for us. Or in other words, why do we fast? I mean, it's easy to understand why we pray extra, right? It increases our relationship with God. It's easy to understand why we do almsgiving. It's good for the people around us to, to donate our money or our time, things like that. Why do we fast? What's the point of that? I mean, is it just so that we can make ourselves suffer? What good does that do us? And I would suggest, brothers and sisters, that there's two main reasons why we fast or why we abstain from meat or why we give up something during Lent. The first main reason is because that any occasion of suffering is an occasion for us to turn to Jesus and unite our suffering to his. And it's an occasion to do penance. And so when we put ourselves in this situation where we're voluntarily suffering, we're voluntarily giving up something that we would like to have, we're creating an occasion of suffering. And it's not suffering for its own sake, but it's suffering so that we can unite ourselves to the suffering of Jesus Christ. It's suffering so that we can do penance for ourselves, or perhaps for someone else who we love, someone who needs our prayers. We can unite that suffering to our prayers and thus make our prayers more powerful for those people. Um, so again, say we choose to, to fast one day and we're eating less than we normally would. Every time we're hungry that day, we shouldn't say, man, I hate this, why am I suffering? We should let the occasion of hunger turn us to Jesus Christ and say, oh yeah, I'm hungry because I'm giving this to Jesus today. 
And that, that, that occasion of hunger is an occasion to turn to Jesus and say, Lord, I want to unite myself to you. I want to grow in my relationship with you. And I want this penance to make my prayers more powerful, either for myself or my family or for any other intention that we have. So first and foremost, fasting and penance is to unite us to Jesus Christ. But there's also a very big uh, benefit to fasting that's more on a natural level, I would say. And it's that fasting allows us to grow in freedom. Fasting allows us to gain more control over our desires. So again, when we voluntarily give something up, we're growing in our discipline. We're growing in our ability to say no to our desires. So if I walk in the kitchen one day and I see a cake sitting on the table, I say to myself, wow, I would love to have some of that cake. But then I choose with my free will to say, no, I'm not going to have that cake. I'm going to deny my desire in this moment, a desire for something good, by the way. I'm going to deny that desire in this moment so that I can build up my strength to be able to say no in the moments when I'm tempted towards something evil. When I'm tempted towards something sinful, then I'll have the power already built up to say no to my desire in that moment. And this is huge for us, brothers and sisters. This is huge because Jesus Christ has made us in his image. God has made us in his image to be able to know things and to have free will, to be able to choose what's good. And whenever we become a slave to our desires, whether it's food or sleep or the computer or whatever other desire we might have, if we lose the ability to say no to that, we've lost our freedom. We've become a slave to that thing, and that's not what Jesus Christ desires for us. Jesus wants us to be free. And so practicing giving things up helps us to grow in that freedom to be able to choose what's good and to ignore and reject what's bad. We have the ability to act against our feelings, to act against our desires at times. And this is important because this leads us right into the gospel today. And again, this difficult line where Jesus says, I say to you, love your neighbors, uh, sorry, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. How difficult is that? It's very tough at times, right? It's tough to pray for that person who cuts you off in traffic. It's tough to love the person on TV who's saying something that you don't like. It's tough to love maybe a family member or a friend or a coworker who's doing things that annoy you every day. It's tough to love those people. And yet, Jesus Christ tells us to do just that. And again, we being made in the image and likeness of God himself have the ability to choose to be free in those moments. We don't have to act according to our feelings. We don't have to act according to the anger or the resentment that might come up when we see that person. We can choose to love that person, to say something nice to them, to do something nice for them, to pray for them in that moment. We can choose all of those things. And I promise you, if you practice choosing to love people in those difficult moments, 
it's going to increase the feeling of love as well. And so the more that we practice this, the better that we're going to get at it. And so even if it seems tough as you're sitting there right now, probably everyone's got a situation in mind that they know is tough in their, in their life. That's okay. That's good. Practice in that situation. Invite Jesus into that situation. Ask Jesus for the grace and for the love in your heart to be able to give that love in that moment to that person who's difficult for you. And it's through that practice again that the Lord is going to bless that and help you to grow in holiness and love as he desires. All right, so in these next few days, let's spend some time really thinking about ways that we can do penance well during Lent. Don't just think about it for a few minutes and say, yeah, I'll do the sweets thing again. Really think about it. Give something up that's going to be tough for you. I've heard a priest say before, uh, your penance should be tough enough so that you'll fail at it sometimes. I think that's a good measure. I think that's a good rule we should try and follow. So let's do something difficult this Lent and let's offer it to Jesus Christ so that we can be united to his cross, so that we can grow in freedom, and so that then we can use that freedom to love the people around us. Let's be open to the ways that Jesus wants to work this Lent and glorify him in all that we do and say.